And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Coming at you tonight, tonight being Thursday, July the 15th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? It's going good, Joel. Thank you. Uh, I'm coming to you from perfectly pleasant Seattle, Washington, where uh, we're getting ready to start the second half of the season. I guess we're getting ready to start the second half of the baseball season everywhere. But my hot take is, man, is the MLB just screwing everything up all the time? (laughs) Yes. What do you have in mind? Because there's so many examples. Well, I mean, there's really just so many different ways to take it. But the first one I'm going to start with is their visibility. Yeah. I, this is going to, of course, be a personal anecdote that draws a larger statement, which is sort of a stupid way of doing things. But Katie, my wife, my wife mm-hmm. she... I don't remember exactly how it happened. We came to find out that we have Disney Plus for our children to watch. Okay. We found out that through Disney Plus, you can kind of, you can get ESPN streaming also. So through some miscommunication, she ended up getting the streaming ESPN. And I was like, I don't think I want to do that. Blah, 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 blah. But it's all part of the same package. They all own. By- it's all part of the same package. I think, you, I think you have to pay a little bit extra. And I was like, I don't know. It seems sort of silly. I don't need to watch more TV. Anyway, yada, 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 getting into a totally different conversation. But the point is, is that I had this ESPN. So I got this ESPN package. I watched the Euro Cup. The reason we we're talking about was the Euro Cup final was on. And I like soccer, unlike Joel. Right. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty fun. I couldn't watch the end of it, which was ended up being kind of crazy. Anyway, point being that, the point being that we can talk about more soccer later if you want, Joel. I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about your favorite. I just want to make fun of England, man. I just want to make fun of England. Everybody <laughs> is so suited. So, and I've got no... So I mean, if you want to alienate a whole country from like, a dump on the um, podcast, <laughs> yes. you're barking up the right tree. So. I want to alienate England. If you're a fan of this podcast or listening to England... Turn off the podcast. Turn I support alienating American expats living in England because those are some of the most insufferable motherfuckers <laughs> I've ever met in my life. You, you know, are not from England. You don't get to have the accent. Agree. Any fake accent is not real. Maybe I am booking up the wrong tree, though, because you know who I, I can't stand are folks Italian. in America. Italian ballots. <laughs> folks in America who suddenly decide that they're on Team England. Virgin America? In, no, in the United States. Like like people in Chicago and New York and Seattle oh, yeah. who decide that they're now like... Oh, yeah, they start yeah. singing the songs and all that shit. Exactly. Oh, Those are I tell ones. you, I like soccer. I like <laughs> watching soccer. I like playing soccer. But there's a few things more insufferable than a self-righteous American soccer fan. Yes. A football fan. You know, it's like... Yes. <laughs> you guys are fucking this up. You're like... Okay, so this is going to go, that'll segue nicely because they're they're not creating a good appeal for the American fans to get into English soccer. You're talking about ESPN. Major League Baseball has done everything in its goddamn power to make the game more, quote, watchable. So, like, we're changing rules, hundreds of year olds traditions and rules in baseball. We're changing these things to make it more watchable, quote, unquote. We have the ESPN package. We couldn't watch the Home Run Derby as part of our standard ESPN package, because we had to get it from ESPN and MLB, meaning we had to pay for an MLB subscription just to watch the Home Run Derby that was aired on sort of standard cable. Yeah, standard cable ESPN, you could have watched it. Yes. Yeah. So, but not on the streaming one. Yeah. And it's like, it's this fucking unbelievable, like, it's this like, we live in the 21st century. Everybody can stream this shit for free. Everybody, if they want to watch it, they stream it for free. Right. Why the fuck are you fighting tooth and nail to like keep hold of like these pathetic, paltry fucking 
uh, whatever, I mean, copyrights, you know, like, or, or like airing copyrights or whatever they're public. I don't know how it works through like, through your- uh, Grounding over pennies right now is what over you're doing. pennies <laughs> and then, and then changing rules to make the game more approachable or more viewable or widespread. And then on top of that, you throw about this complete goddamn atrocity that was their handling of um, baseball in a world view going into the all-star game with it started with Stephen A. Smith's comments about Shohei Otani. Yes. Well, maybe not, didn't start there, but people saying things along the lines of like, you're not a good face for baseball if you need an interpreter. It's like this fucking not tone deaf doesn't like do it right. It's like flat out racist, yep, idiotic perspectives that is going on in the professional sports world. And baseball is sort of like choosing. So instead, they instead of like committing to other acts or things, they they decided to make Shohei Otani do everything at the at the All Star game. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're yeah. leading leading off pitching yeah. and you have to win the home run derby right and like our response to being called their response to being called racist is like okay monkeys dance more <laughs> okay so let's let's talk about this let's abandon the structure and talk about this because this is what i really did want to talk about because from my perspective well Are we I finally did, doing our tidy 20 minute episode on racism on and racism baseball? yeah <laughs> Well, let me put it this way, and, and you can respond to this. My perspective was, wow, MLB really want, marketed this as the weekend of Otani, which took me right. by surprise. Like, we knew Otani was coming. He's had injuries. He, last year was COVID year, so we didn't really get the... Uh, the well, he was hurt. He was on the tail end of his re, uh, rehab. And he was hurt then, too. So this is the first season in which we've gotten, like, full full Otani and he's he's amazing like I am a huge Shohei Otani fan I think we've all been on the Otani bandwagon since yeah. the beginning of this season but I was I was surprised with how aggressive MLB seemed to be this weekend like this was Otani's weekend to be in the spotlight but I guess that's what I'm saying is that I think their their knee-jerk response to being kind of portrayed as a, a antiquated league that isn't hip is like these sort of knee-jerk reactions it's like look we're not racist we made a japanese guy he's the, the main thing here you know yeah. what i mean and it's like and then there you know and but then i don't know there's also sort of like they just can't you know they try to do all these things to make the players so more appealing or something but they don't do it in the right way or something it's just like this sort of everything's so ham-fisted they just are like they're like two steps behind and really awkward with everything they do. And it's like, doesn't matter what you do to change the rules. And then you, and then you make it in un, unviewable. You make, you make it difficult to watch. You know what right. I mean? Like just fucking put it on, on as many channels as you can. Yeah. They're, they're chopping off their noses to spite their faces is what they're doing. Exactly. exactly. Uh, but did you watch the home run dude? I watched Almost the whole home run derby. Yeah. That Otani versus Soto. That was it. First round. That was it. Yeah. But that was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I, you and I talked about this off air. Neither of us really liked the home run derby. No. Like, like, it, like, it's a free throw competition. But that well, was compelling. Well, not quite that. It's harder, I, to, hit, it's harder to hit home run. What? Uh, but that Otani versus Soto in the first round. I was like, oh, I'm excited about this now. This is cool. Yeah, that was that was world-class television. That was yeah. incredible. And then and then but then and then but but then so and like Pete Alonso is like the microcosm for the MLB. I like Pete Alonso. Like, I'm gonna do my thing and I'm gonna be my guy. And I don't care that that girl told her tore her ACL and I don't give a shit that like I'm beating a guy who just came back from cancer. You know what I mean? Like it was like there's all these sort of elements of his tone deafness through that whole thing, and he's so fucking yes, but he was way better than everybody else at hitting home runs in that oh, context well, it was and you know what actually i'll give you like it is sort of like a free throw contest because it is there's sort of like a certain style like that you got to do yeah. to hit the ball out of the park and you could tell that pete alonzo has been like it's it's you're not hitting home runs in a game yeah you're hitting home runs in the home run competition and it was and just like about almost like, his thing he's almost like because right. he, he's got like i just feel like his star has 
He's won. He's I'm won back. the last two because he won the 2019 one. They no, I know. I'm, I'm. I'm well aware that he's. You talked about it a lot, you know. But it's like I feel like his his on field in league play has sort of like crested and is on the downslope. Well, he's but he's the home run champ, two time home run champ. It's like, and he is definitely leaning into this image of like kind of being just a dumb jock. Like, is that what he wants people to think about him? Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like the same with the MLB. You know, it's like they lean into the wrong things. Well, I want to talk about the Stephen A. Smith thing for a minute because I thought that was really interesting. He, yes, he was being racist, but I didn't think, like, I, I don't get the whole, like, now Stephen A. Smith has to go on TV and, like, publicly apologize to America for being racist. So for folks that don't know, Stephen A. Smith, during first take, criticized Major League Baseball, and I, I guess Otani saying that if you want Shohei Otani to be the face of baseball, he has to be able to speak English or he has to speak English on TV without an interpreter, which Otani does not do. And people jumped rightly, I think, in my opinion, on Stephen A. Smith for saying that. Then he did this whole mea culpa thing, which just annoys me. But the other thing is, I thought. contrition. Yeah, false contrition. Or, like, it's unnecessary. He was fucking wrong. Like, I'm not going to, like, I think Stephen A. Smith is wrong all the time. But I'm not going to jump on him. Well, you're racist because you think Otani needs to learn English. Like, I mean, it was racist of him to say that, but I'm not going to. But it's part of his, I think he's racist in his essence. I think, like, a lot of people are. Well, but that's a hard thing to judge. What? That's hard to judge, though, right? That's a, that's a hard thing to judge. I mean, we we we're all racist. You right. know, what I mean? we're all raised in this culture. We everybody, and I mean, you know, the, the people with power are obviously the ones that are the most racist, or that it affects people. So that's where you get called racism. But I mean, like Stephen A. Smith talking about people not being able to speak English is you know, widely racist, it's racist yeah. against the rest of the world. And it's sort of ridiculous. It's like, right. That's do, you see who, do you see who the stars are in your league? And Steve, Stephen <laughs> A. Smith doesn't understand about Cuban. baseball either. Stephen A. Smith's just a fucking idiot. And he's always been an idiot. So yeah, I don't think you should apologize every time he's an idiot because he would never stop apologizing. But, right. But Look, like, and it's insulting to the average baseball fan. And maybe Stephen A. Smith is onto something. Maybe... I, don't, I actually don't think so. I think that baseball thinks the average baseball fan is actually dumber than they are. Because I think what Stephen A. Smith, whoa, funded. I think Stephen A. Smith's point, do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I made my window shake. Yeah. I think uh, Stephen A. Smith's point was trying to be that baseball fans don't have the patience to wait an extra 30 seconds, like on a post game interview for the interpreter to interpret what Otani says. So I yeah. took it as like an insult to baseball fans. That's what I took it as. I mean, there, but there's like, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, the, but also he, yeah, he doesn't have a, any a, an even perspective of what a baseball fan looks like in the 21st century. I think that's what's really not what's going on is you're sort of like holding on to these old views. I mean, I yeah, know. I totally agree with that. So he doesn't understand that the, I mean, modern baseball is Latino and, and there's tons of Asian players. There's tons of, you know, I mean, like there's, there's, there's There's Japanese people still fucking love baseball. I mean, Japan, yeah, it's a huge sport in in that country. Yeah. That's like, that's got, yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You idiot. Like the MLB sure is an American entity and it wants to appeal to Americans, but um, also America is that. Mm-hmm. So like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like what you're, I think that you have a good point. Like I wasn't, it didn't bother me so much because he's just flat wrong. He's just yeah. like, you're wrong. And you're, you're, you're showing that you're stupid yeah. for thinking that. <laughs> not really. I mean, you're racist. Sure. But like racism fits into every bit of American culture, right. but you are also stupid. That's more important. What's going on here in my mind. Uh, Jeff Passan, who I like a lot, he he came on first take the next day and kind of gave Stephen A. Smith a talking to. 
But a big point that Jeff Passan made in his interview was that, you know, it doesn't matter what sport, like Americans don't actually care about athletes' words. They care, like, are you good at the sport or not? And if you're and then, you, and, sport, and then do you, I think people pay attention to whether people do good things in their off time. Agree. Yeah. But if you suck at Major League Baseball, but, you know, are good at charity, you're still, you know, or if, you know, if you're the backup, off. you could be the backup third baseman and be an excellent charitable force. Like, no, 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 no. I, I, I agree. I agree. No, but I mean, like, if Mike Trout was going around, well, actually, that, no, that's not a good I will, I mean, Let's talk about that, though, because I wanted Mike Trout. We've talked about this on this podcast before. He is your white male New Jersey uh, very well-defined chin, no, like, scandals or, you know, good reputation, and the best player in baseball. And Major League Baseball has failed to be able to market him to a wide audience. Uh, I, I think, but I think that ultimately, like, Mike Trout is popular because he's fucking incredible he's at good. baseball. He's if, good. You watch him, if you watch him play baseball, he's fucking incredible at playing baseball. And you don't only have to watch him once to know that. So I don't think the MLBA has to market Mike Trout. Mike Trout is the best thing to happen to baseball was the best thing that happened to baseball, I think, in the last 10 years, because he's head and shoulders better than everybody fucking else that gets on the field. He isn't very interesting, but he's also not a bad dude. But he right. doesn't go around doing shit to destroy his reputation. Right. But I guess, do you think, I mean, how, many, how many non-dedicated baseball fans could identify Mike Trout in a lineup? Not many, probably. That yeah, I don't think many could. But I also don't think that many could would recognize Mike Trout's name. See, and I think that's a well, I don't I think that's a problem for major league baseball. I don't think that's I mean, a problem. I don't think I, think that I don't give a shit, but I mean I don't know. Like I could I can only name it I could only recognize and name a handful of NBA players. Uh-huh. But you could but name, you could identify LeBron James. I could definitely identify LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, but I think basketball, they, they're more, there's certain autonomy to the individual in basketball that doesn't exist in baseball. Baseball is a team sport in a certain way. And basketball is really a lot about individuals. I think yep. there's also, I think that there's also a, with baseball, the instant with, with other sports, there's a immediate payoff. So oh. like, what do you, yeah, go ahead. That's so cool. like an NBA player or an NFL player are in college playing and that's the highest level and it's the most visible highest level of both of those sports before the pros. And it's very, and there's a huge culture around that in its own right. And then those players go from college into the pros and almost immediately make a pretty right. significant impact. NBA Baseball definitely. Has- NFL, right. NFL, if you're a quarterback or wide receiver, I mean, you know, offensive lineman is a little different, but you're, you're correct. Here comes another sure. one. But I mean, a number one draft pick. Number one draft pick, yeah. The first round draft pick in the NFL is. And that's got to do with the, the structure of minor league baseball also. That 100%. And it has, to, it has to do with the, and the, the flaming out of, of great highly touted prospects yeah you can Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Fernando Tatis are doing a lot to put shine on or, or fade the, the the idea that most prospects don't succeed you know? yeah. so there's like baseball has a hard time recognizing the individual because the individual comes and goes as sort of as their flame brightens and dulls and Sam says there's a lot too like even if you're a pitcher if you're Clayton Koshaw, Justin Verlander, you only get to play once every six days. Right. Which may be why Otani might be different because he's pitching and hitting. I don't know. I think Guerrero and Tatis are doing great things for this league, honestly. But they're just kind of doing the same thing that's already been happening. I think that, Agreed. I think, that, I think, I, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I was talking about before. I think they should lean into Otani in the way like we love two way players. Look at fucking DeGrom. 
but he's batting like 450. Best hitter on the New York match. <laughs> I mean, it's, in, it's not even that small of a sample size anymore, <laughs> right, you know. Right. So it's some 20 games, but like, yeah, that's and that's cool. And I think that that like kids watching that are like, oh, cool, that dude does it like both sides. It's like when you know, it's like, and Mike Trout was one of those players that he was so good from a defensive perspective, too. He makes incredible defensive plays in center field, the premium position. Like Tatis has some of that kind of that sort of both sides of the ball kind of yeah. magnetism to him, also. And I think that's a huge part of it. So I think Otani has the two way thing in a different way and he does have like a celebrity aura about him like he's super charming he's handsome he's like and he's like seems like a super nice guy he's always like joking he's like making jokes he's always looks like i mean like joe buck i mean god fucking damn joe buck but whatever (laughs) yeah he's a pro though man i was listening watching i was watching that broadcast i was like jesus this guy is like on top of things and you can see he's getting you can hear him like getting notes and like reading things for the first time on air while calling a game while like trying to satisfy market you know accountability to to whatever like advertisers anyway uh the point being he said something about how otani had been smiling the whole time yeah during this process and it was like and he does have sort of like this like he's kind of like he's got a youthful kind of innocence but also like seems like he's like a really nice kid like up for whatever that was my actual favorite part of the home run home run derby otani was sucking he like he was just getting blind yeah. drives like it's sucking air sucking at hitting home runs oh oh yeah no oh. before he's, yeah you're right then he was sucking air that's a good point before that though like he gets up soto went first soto had a really good round and then yeah. Otani gives up and everything Otani couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. And then he calls timeout and he gets a phone call from Mike Trout. <laughs> and like some dude, like another player, runs up with his phone. It's like, it's Mike Trout. Otani's uh-huh. like, hi, Mike. And like, I don't know, like Mike he Trout. He said that? Yeah. Mike Trout like gave him a pep talk <laughs> during his timeout <laughs> in the middle of the AB. And then he gets up, and then he did really good. Like, he just started ripping dangers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and he had us, and he did look like he was having fun the whole time. And then he, yeah, and then he was like so tired. He was exhausted because he worked himself. Oh, because he had to catch up because he yeah, was he so to far bust, behind. Bust ass to catch, hit all those homers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, okay, here's my other question about that. Do you think, I'll put it as a statement. I think a lot of the blame deserves to go to the Anaheim Angels for not being able to make these guys marketable. I think MLB deserves a lot, but like the Angels, like they're in Orange County. And so, I don't know. They haven't been able to make these guys marketable. Fuck the Angels. Fuck the Angels. (laughs) Like they haven't been able to build a winning team around Mike Trout for 10 years now. You know they ruined Pujols. Uh, they've got Rendon. I mean, they took they took a they took a Pujols and Rendon on the downslope of their of yeah building. yeah. But Pujols is like an all star every year until he went to L.A. and then he was like never an all star again. Yeah, no, I mean, well, he had to play in in Seattle, and I was yelling at him. It got into his head. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's something weird going on in LA. It's pretty wild because they cannot do anything. I mean, and, it's, and I think it's part of the reason is that they don't. I don't think that guy really. I don't think that come that the team really gives a shit about it. They're like living with Disney, like they're like sharing a spot. I don't think they have like that. They're just like who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're in Los Angeles. A bunch of people are going to come see our games, but we don't have to do a big push on anything. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty sad. They're being like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Mariner fan, so fuck the Angels. Right. But like, it's sort of like, wow, you guys are really blowing this. Like, you have the two best players on the fucking planet, and right. you can't you can't even get finished ahead of the Mariners, right? <laughs> well, and they like the Dodgers are the number one team in LA. Yeah, good reason. And then you've got the Lakers. And I don't know, like, apparently the L.A. Rams 
USC football, like even if USC football is bad. Like the, Are you talking about the competition for the uh, yeah for, for eyeballs for attention? I mean, they're in they're in they're in Anna. There's right. not even it's not even the same. It's not, it's even, not even LA. Yeah. No, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Orange County does, but like, is Orange County ever been? on the hook for anything you know what i mean like if you had if you were friends with orange richard, county would you expect orange county to have your back like probably not but didn't they give us richard nixon yeah and yeah. everything else shitty like ronald <laughs> reagan airport you know it's like, yeah. well, i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know i'm just making things up now no that was good um, um I, I i yeah if orange county were like a flavor of juice it would be like Guava Asai. Oh, I thought you were going for something way blander than that. Yeah, okay. I lost my tra- train of thought. I, I, see I, I don't know. I, I lost my I lost my trajectory. Right, right. I just think, I think Anaheim's a shitty place, and I don't think the Angels have any concern about doing that as long as they make a certain amount of money. I mean, they won a World Series. It, yeah, two thousand two. Right. That was a bad series. To beat the Giants. Yeah, that was very very long, six outs away. Yeah, that was the closest he ever got. Yeah, it was. Sorry, Barry Bonds. We can do a whole Barry Bonds episode. Oh, God, that poor guy. That poor guy. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about... Wait, you had a thought. Yeah, it was, it was Bobby... I, I thought I, I, I forever have Bobby Bonilla and Barry Bonds linked in my mind because they were pirates on the same team. In the yeah. early nineties, right? Um, uh, and Bobby Bonilla still makes like one point two million dollars a year until like twenty thirty two, right? Because he's signing the Mets. Bobby Bonilla Day. What a smart thing to do! Yeah, why not? Why not? If you're gonna scam the New York Mets, you might as well scam the New York Mets. One point two million dollars. Like almost in perpetuity, like till 2032. Like he'll be like 65. And then he'll be like, oh, I guess I'll just start relying on my savings. Right. Or he'll like start hawking like dick pills on the internet or something. Like Hopefully that. he was like, he had somebody who was smart enough to be like, okay, don't spend more than $1.2 million a year. I bet you he does. I, if there's one like, like superstar athlete celebrity, I trust to manage their finances as into their golden years. It's going to be Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> you know what? I agree with you, Joel. I think, you know, I think he can make a calculated approach like he did to pop flies in the outfield at Three River Stadium. Oh, no, wait. no, wait, where did Pittsburgh, where did they, what was that? That was Three River Stadium, right? But now they're at PNC Park, but. I thought Three Rivers was in Cincinnati. No, no. Three Rivers might be the Steelers, though. Oh, no. They played at Three They played there, too. They, okay, so they both played at Three Rivers. Yeah. And now the Steelers at Ketchup Heinz Field. <laughs> the Mariners play at, uh, like, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> uh, the White Sox play at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage Field. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, but I talked about this before. Have you been to PNC Park in Pittsburgh? I haven't. It's been my favorite ballpark of the nine I've visited now. It's my favorite. Oh, noted. Really nice. noted. Like just a, from an objective like ballpark experience. Sam gets mad at me because he's like, what about Fenway? And I'm like, I can't see like home plate at Fenway because the chairs <laughs> are pointing the wrong way. <laughs> my seat is looking out towards left field but like from left field yeah <laughs> right. I was just <laughs> facing the wrong direction I, I, the game at all. I understand the historical importance of this baseball yeah. stadium <laughs> I don't care where that stain came from <laughs> uh but yeah I gotta I'm gonna add some some more to that list yeah, um, you got plans to do that I want to go to Milwaukee next weekend that's if I can, if I can get my shit together, that's my plan. White Sox at Brewers, at what was once known as Miller Park, but they just changed the name to some dumb insurance company, probably because, like, like beer, like it's a, it's cool if your stadium is sponsored by a beer company. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not by an insurance company. Not by an insurance company. <laughs> that is not cool. Baseball. Yeah. So I'm going to try to, I got Target Field last week and I'm going to try to get whatever. I'm calling it Miller Public next week. All right. That's good. You got to get them. Got to get them. Got to get them. Mm-hmm. All right. We're almost at 30 minutes. What have we not talked about that we said we were going to talk about? I, well, that we said we were going to talk about before we started the podcast or that we yeah. said we were going to talk about at the beginning of the podcast? Either. What do you want to talk about? One more topic. Second um, half, uh, Mariners. Oh, no. no. Bringing up Jared Kelnick. That's not all that exciting, I don't think. Julio Rodriguez keeps hitting bombs in double-A Arkansas. And these prognostics, the Mariners are like the dumbest, or like Mariners Twitter, Mariners baseball followers are like, and reporters are all like, the Stockholm syndrome motherfuckers. Like, uh huh. It's like we haven't been to the playoffs in 20 years, and they're like, we shouldn't sell the farm to go this year because we're not gonna make it. And then we win uh-huh. like we win like a few series, and they're like, Oh, uh-huh. Julio Rodriguez keeps hitting home runs, the mayors keep winning. We should bring him up. And I'm just like, right. you guys aren't listening to yourselves at all. <laughs> like everybody was just saying, don't fucking shoot the moon and go for it. But like you win a couple series, and now everybody was like, oh. Well, the Mariners have won. We, we looked at this. They've won 17 out of 25. I was looking at Fangraphs. Fangraphs still gives gives you a, like a two, 3.2% chance of making playoffs. So, I mean, Fangraphs I, doesn't have faith in the Seattle Mariners. I've, I think I might prescribe a stronger Fangraphs perspective than other ones then. Because yeah. I've seen other, I, I saw somewhere that our percentage or chances went up. And I was oh, like, really? oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't Who did the happen. division? Three and a half games out of the wild card. If we catch if we catch the wild card and go to a one game wild card and lose and that breaks our twenty year streak, I'm gonna be pretty pissed. I'll tell you what. Oh really? Oh really? You're gonna you're gonna I would be happy about that. You're gonna be pissed. I'm pissed. Yeah, you're gonna break the the only cool thing about this baseball team is the fact that every we've been so shitty for so long. Right. And you're gonna ruin that. You're gonna flush that goodwill down the drain for a one wild card game like right. fuck you let's that, just like not make the playoffs you're gonna go to tampa bay and lose oh yeah like what are you <laughs> talking about let's keep everybody in double a like why are, they're bringing up jared kilnick again he broke our prospect that came up earlier in the season and went like over 36 before they finally sent him back to, actually i think it was worse than that he was batting like 75 um and they brought him they're bringing him back up and i'm like what's the fucking rush like what are you guys doing he's 22 years old like he'll be fine just let him play the out the season in triple a and then next year you can bring him up yeah but they, they think we're going to compete next year which is fine so let's stop trying to compete this year i didn't want to talk about the mariners i'm talking about the mariners okay so we'll stop talking about the Mariners. no no that sounded really tidy, but i was like <laughs> oh shit now i'm starting to talk about the mariners again <laughs> I feel like there was something that I was missing, but actually, I think we covered a lot of things that we're going to talk about. You did a pretty good job. Let me uh, uh, give a shout out to my Chicago White Sox. Eloy Jimenez is up to Triple A right now. I I, I love how he's still wearing the shirt with like half. Oh yeah, no buttons, no buttons on that shirt. Got to show off his chest. Love it. Good job, Eloy. So I'm excited about having him back. Luis Robert should be back before the long but he might be like another couple of weeks month maybe something like that but i mean you guys are going to win the division we right? have like a nine and a half game lead on the on cleveland right now for the division and they're the only ones who are even close right they're the only ones who are, they're they're like a 500 team and we're at 53 and 35 i believe um so we've got a comfortable lead uh but i mean tony larusa really brought the team through this hard time hey man i mean there's a very good article i oh can you hear me now i lost you i can hear you though so do 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 uh tony did a a really good job of of managing this is good (laughs) yes so the worst thing is i can hear you but you can't hear me so it's all getting recorded this is awesome. Good job. Good job, Jump on the Ump. Uh, 
<laughs> now you can hear me. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. And then yeah, I, can, yeah, wait, yeah. I can see you for a second. Okay, great. Uh, you my answered point. yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> uh, my point being, there's a very good article on The Athletic about Tony Lulusa and the White Sox. And I still stand by my position that that was dumb and fucking dumb of them to hire him. But if they win this division, yeah, he's getting AL Manager of the Year. Like, this, like, that's a foregone conclusion. Because, like, with all the injuries they've had and all the love that Tony Lelusa has amongst, like, MLB brass and, like, the Associated Press or whoever makes those yeah, decisions, yeah, right, like, guaranteed, if the White Sox win this division, Tony Lelusa's getting manager of the year. It's so stupid because I'm sure that he's still doing a shitty job. <laughs> Well, you know, what does a manager do anyway? Results-based analysis, you know. I do I do recommend this athletic uh, – oh, I should say the author's name, but I don't know. I, I gave him a shout-out. But, like, like, it's a really good article about Tony LaRusso and the White Sox and, like, all the shit that, he, that, that happened. Like, the shady uh, situations in which he got hired his DUI, all that bullshit, his, uh, you know, anti-Black Lives Matter positions, things like that. But it was also really interesting about, like, it's basically the team is carried, like, there are two captains. There's Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson, and they're carrying the team. And Tony Lewis yeah. gets that. And, like, does not, like, he's very, like, direct with them. Like, you guys are the leaders of this team, so you have yeah. to, like, set the pace for everybody else and that they've embraced that so yeah no uh, I, and i mean he's smart enough to stay the hell out of the way but yeah i, I would say that they won despite him not because of him well he made some pretty bad fucking like just yeah he like dropped the ball pretty gr- egregiously hunting and shit like that but but you know kept the kept the dugout culture yeah, winning exactly. Winning culture, all those intangibles. Yeah, and none of the grit. players. There's a lot of grit. Lot of grit, and nobody's got anything bad. Like even when my boy Yumin Mercedes, right when he came after Yumin for swinging on that three zero. Yeah, and Mercedes is now down in AAA. Like and and Mercedes never had anything bad to say about Tony. Rubin. Yeah, no, he was quoted as saying like, "Oh no, Larusse is my guy." Yeah, exactly. So that tells that that's fun for him. You mean Tony Larusa with a sideways hat doing like a like some b-boy stance is like one of the in the south like side derby the south, images of 2021 I think in the south side jerseys because they were yeah oh God, the city connect south side jerseys <laughs> I got get me one of those like what the fuck were you, you thinking MLB with these stupid fucking city connect goddamn white socks well because uh they had to it's all nike it's all nike's decision oh my god those fucking all-star uniforms too it was all-star uniforms are bad they were dog shit and it's like just let them wear the fucking uniforms that they wear fucking idiots god i hate major league baseball Uh, yep one thing i realized because they were wearing the regular uniforms at the home run derby which is great colorado rockies they have a good uniform the, it's like, a solid uniform. They've got the a home solid... pinstripes with the purple trim. Yeah, that's like people don't talk about how good that uniform is. It's a good looking uniform. Yeah. I will give you that, Joel. Yeah, I noticed that Trevor Story. Was it? Yeah, it was Trevor Story. Trevor Story sucks. <laughs> Future White Sox. Uh, you yeah you you'd be lucky to have him. Yeah, I, I, either him or Joey Gallo. I think the White Sox are going to make. Well, I don't know. I always say that, and I'm always wrong. But uh, they'll definitely make something happen. They're going to get somebody. Yeah. Trevor Story would be a nice fit, I think, for them personally. Yeah. Um, I think he'd play well in that park. I think that would be a good place for him. But yeah. I still think he sucks. Right. Uh, Jock Peterson from the Cubs to the Braves. Early. I think Jock Peterson is a clubhouse cancer. <laughs> I, I like that. Only, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> The only place it didn't matter was when he was in Los Angeles and there's just everybody's like their own little fucking shining star. And, they don't get and everybody is like, everybody's so good. It doesn't matter that he's a But in like Chicago, he, there, it was like 
Baez and fucking Rizzo and fucking Bryant's stars fading and Jock trying to jock for position in the Chicago limelight. And I think they were, I think he's kind of a douchebag. Ooh, so is he going to go to the Atlanta and totally torpedo their, their chances? Because they I mean, lost Acuna. Fucked without Acuna. Acuna's out. Acuna's out, I, I believe, for the year. And oh yeah, no, I, I, I would be. I mean, they, they guess they won't throw in the towel, and they think they still got a chance at it. They might, but I mean, the Mets are the Mets are the the Mets are playing better than I think they should be playing. But I don't know. That's what the Braves think too. Yeah, yeah. But I still don't think the Braves are going to have what it takes without Acuna. No, I don't think so. I still, I still think the Nationals are going to come back. I think Juan Soto is going to have. A you big think the Nationals are going to come back? Okay. Like I feel, I feel so bad. I feel so stupid because at the beginning of the year, I was like, ooh, the NL East is kind of stacked. And now it's halfway through the year, and I'm like, none of these teams are very good. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And the I mean, NL West is like double stacked, I guess. Yeah, well, we knew the Dodgers and the Padres were gonna be good. I never I didn't see the San Francisco Giants coming around. No, nobody did. I think I I liked the one of the things I liked about the All Star Game was the National League. The Central was well represented. Yeah, because of the Reds, especially. Yeah, that's and the Pirates. And the Pirates. Frazier was he there? For the and uh, and the guy right before him, the second baseman Reynolds. No, Reynolds is center fielder or outfielder. Was and he? Frazier was in it too. They both were in it. One of them hit a home run. I didn't see that. Frazier, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting that the central was well represented. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. Like the Reds are good. The Milwaukee good. Brewers are good. Yeah, and the Brewers, yeah. Burns got lit up a little bit. Yeah. I was ex- I was kind of ex- I was expecting him to be good because I think that they were probably not. They were probably like you can use as much sticky tack as you want. <laughs> All right, I got this question. Then we're gonna wrap this up. Okay, so like home run derby, right? Uh-huh. What other like game or activity style uh, events would you would you support during like all star? Let's call it weekend. I, I get it's not a weekend, right? So like, um, I, I yeah, I've got multiple ideas. Yeah, I think well, like you know, I, I think multiple people have talked about doing the the Japanese bunt comp like the competition the bunt competition that they have in in japan which i i like the context of it i think that it should be a little more structured and it should be a little bit wider ranging i think you should i think you should have quadrants that you could have to hit to directional hitting i think should be uh a a category like like a thing like where so like it would have like maybe you could bunt left but right but also like can you get like a single to shallow left can you get a single to shallow close to the line can you get down the line how close down either line you know what i mean and like i don't know how they would do it like you get five chances to hit a target in each direction in and have a timer yeah something like that you know what i mean like how like if you've got let's say three six eight targets throughout the outfield right like right bunt, bunt, the outfield would have to be a little bigger bunt bunt single 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 and then like double 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 right like can you yeah. can you land it in the outfield and then like you get Maybe. bonus points mm. that could be fun with that yeah title. i think it'd be kind of cool like yeah like you could and then you could have like yeah i don't know i mean there's different ways you could structure it but i think a directional hitting one would be cool and i think outfield assists would be super cool yes i would definitely is the but then okay so you like so that's testing the out the center fielder right i mean whatever from any outfield position you just have them get a ball you either have a ground ball or a fly ball to a certain place you have a machine that hits a fly ball to that was my question because you could have a teammate hitting the fly ball trying to hit it to you yeah i think that that would have too many variables to it i think if, if it was a throwing competition it should be a, a pitching machine shooting a ball up either in the air or on the ground that you have to field and then make a throw to home plate and you have to get it into a certain either hit a target or like right. you know what i mean like, and i think that would be super that would cool. be very so you're trying to get the guy out of that home plate basically yeah you're trying to throw a i don't know how they would 
they, they could have like either like accuracy and speed, you know, like how fast the throw got there or something Ooh, like that. Those are both very good. The only one I have to add, and I was getting this because it looked like, I don't know if we got it, but it looked like we were going to get Soto versus Alonzo in the home run uh-huh. movie. And I was like, what if we got Shozu to pitch to Alonzo and DeGrom to pitch to Soto? Well, like a two-on-two home run derby. Kind of yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, you have it couldn't be a home run derby. Right. It's 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 you got three outs, right? And you're going on total bases. There would be no like outfielders. It's either a how single, would you judge single ground rule double or a home run. And yeah. the, the pitcher just trying to strike him out. Like DeGrom is just trying to strike out Soto three times in a row. Yeah, but I mean, what happens if you get like a fly ball out, a pop out, and a ground ball? You know what I mean? Like that's that's. I would like I would say every every BABIP is one thousand by the rules of the game because it'd be fair for both, right? BABIP would, that would so it'd be one batter, one pitcher, one batter, one pitcher, nobody in the outfield. BABIP is one thousand. If you get it in the field, that's a single. You've got oh. three outs. I just think you can't <laughs> run. You're not running. You can't run. But, but like a pop fly to the shortstop. Yeah, it would have to get, be. You're going to give a single to somebody? No. Well, know. it'd be fair to both sides. Both sides would get that pop out to short. Then you then it's just strikeout or nothing. It's just, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Strikeout or nothing. Nah, I'm, I don't know about that, Joel. Okay. I thought it was a good idea. Do. You, <laughs> all right no uh, sam. i don't know he's probably stuck at work shout hasn't... out to sam and his shout out to sam. yep um sorry he's not gonna listen so we don't have to give him a message right you know he never listens to the podcast i'm always texting him i'm like did you listen to the last podcast and he's like no no i was on it i heard it then <laughs> um Shout out to everybody who has been listening to us. Really appreciate that. Uh, good listens. Oh, our last episode, we did talk about Trevor Bauer, and I proposed that we shoot Trevor Bauer into out of space. Um, Jeff Bezos. With Jeff Bezos, his buddy, you know. So check out that episode. I think it's, it's not bad. Uh, shout out to our listeners, Urbana, Illinois, Moscow, Dostadonia, Decatur, Illinois, San Jose, Pekin, Illinois, what's it, Illinois, Portland, Oregon, Sacramento, Champaign, Bend, Oregon, Frankfurt am Main, Deutschland, Providence, Rhode Island, Brooklyn, New York, Brookfield, Wisconsin, and Marshfield, Massachusetts. So, Thomas, three in a row, Brooklyn, Brookfield. Field, most field. Those are all Sam's people. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona, Spain, Grant Pass. Oregon. It's actually pronounced Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> I like correcting people's pronunciation. I think it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know who our listener in Barcelona is. Uh, and he's a cool guy. And I've been to Barcelona twice. Twice? Yeah. One time I got real drunk. I've been drunk in Barcelona many times. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Next time, we're going to Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get a baseball game there. Gotta get... Ooh, or a soccer game. Oof. That, that might be dangerous. <laughs> Joel at a soccer game, we get murdered. <laughs> European soccer game, you say something stupid to somebody and they seriously kill us. In Barcelona. <laughs> or the outer skirt, outskirts, you know. They take us, after take us they, to the Mediterranean. After they, after they lose to whatever, what are they called? Real Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Go to a home Barcelona game and just like troll them about losing to Madrid. I was in, I was in Madrid in a during a UEFA Cup game or something like that between Madrid and Barcelona. And it was Barcelona. And it was, I was like walking around with my buddy and 
they scored a goal and the whole you could it was like quiet because everybody's watching the game and then it's all <laughs> and it was like <laughs> like the whole city shook. It was like holy shit, they must have scored. And then of course it like kind of rained on for a while and then it got quiet again. But it was like it was pretty incredible. That is, I will give that to soccer fans. I'll grant them that. That like when that one moment happens in the soccer game, people go fucking nuts. The scenes in England when they're just throwing their beers all over the place. Yeah, yeah, the funniest yeah. part about that is at the end of that game after they lost and they're all just like covered in the beer from the first <laughs> like five minutes of the game. You know what I mean? They're all like, and they're like so happy the whole time. And then that beer starts to like stink and get cold and sticky. And by the end of it, you're just like walking home covered in beer and your team lost. Like, <laughs> your team lost. Man, that's, that's a rough one. Yes, that's what I love about sports. <laughs> It's like the time when I punched my the Seahawks played in the first round of the playoffs or something like that. It was like right before it was the season before their their Super Bowl win, and me and my buddy had a sports bar. We went to a sports bar and we were drinking Bloody Marys at like nine thirty in the morning because that's when base football starts on the West Coast. Right. We were so shit house. The Seahawks lost. <laughs> we kept drinking, and then at, by like five o'clock, I was at another bar with my friend, this guy who's my friend, but he also annoys the shit out of me. And he like put a beer in my hood, and I didn't realize it. And I put my hood on, and my j- beer just poured all over my oh, head. No, and I was so pissed. He was wasn't standing there. I was asked my friend who did it, and it was like he did it, and I was like, motherfucker! I walked up to him and I just punched him in the side of the yes! head, and then left. <laughs> I remember drunkenly thinking, like, if I just hit him in the side of the head, it won't hurt him that bad. And if I just leave, it won't be a bigger fight. <laughs> and I was kind of right. Was it a Sunday? Yeah. See, that's why I can't handle the NFL, man. Because it's Sunday, and then you got to go to work tomorrow. Well, this was when I was bartending, so I didn't have to oh, work. Okay. And I probably didn't have to work for, like, two days, and it was, like, right. at 9 o'clock at night, you know. Right. No, I can't, I can't handle the NFL because it's like, oh. Got to get up at 5 a.m. to go to work. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. We talk baseball. This is a baseball podcast. We talk so a lot of baseball. Uh, be sure to check us out on all your social media applications. You can follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump or on Facebook at Dump on the Ump. Uh, yeah, for Thomas, my name is Joel. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.